0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. Uh, today's guest is one of my dear friends, Megan Boykop. She is an incredible producer over at BuzzFeed, but she's not here to talk about that. She is here to actually share her story about her journey with being diagnosed with cancer at the age of 25. Uh, it's a really beautiful episode. Um, it was really raw and honest. I didn't want that episode to be, like, this sappy, medical, like, you know, sad story. I think Megan is such a badass, and when you hear her story, I think you will be just as touched as I was. Um, don't forget, you can rate this on iTunes. You can also get your Confidently Insecure merch. Uh, link is in bio. And uh, enjoy this episode of Megan Boykoff. Lovely friend Megan Boykoff here this week. Yay. I said your name last name right, right? Yes. Boykoff, because people always calls me, call me Kelsey Dura, and I never correct them. No, it's, it's Boykoff, right? Yeah. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. I know you as the one of the lovely producers at BuzzFeed, but today we are not here to talk about that. Oh no, 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 no. listeners, we are here to talk about something much deeper, uh, much more personal. So right off the bat, I just want to say thank you for. Um, I'm not going to call you brave because I'm sure you're sick of hearing that. But <laughs> No, no, you. you can call me brave. Okay, in that case, thank you for being <laughs> so fucking brave to come on and talk about your journey with cancer. You are 27 years old, and you are how long in remission are you? Honestly, like, I don't even
1: know if I can use the word remission. Ooh. It's all sort of That's confusing, Yeah, but it's been a year since my diagnosis oh, and six months wow. since chemo.
0: That is so soon yeah and you're already like talking about it oh sh- sure you have no choice right yeah yeah that's kind of how i felt feel about things is i'm like i would i wouldn't know what to do with all my thoughts and feelings if i didn't have an outlet like, not just that but like
1: when something big happens to you mm-hmm. especially around like family friends like i was at a we- i was at a wedding this weekend and this woman given she's like kind of off but she comes up to me and she goes oh megan megan i had leukemia and i lost all my hair but look at it now and I was like, that's great. It's just like an invitation to talk to you about to trauma.
0: Talk. Oh, God. It's like reopening every day. And you're just like, can I just, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, OK, so well, before we get into that, tell me about how your life changed on March, tw- or March 31st, 2018. Oh, my God. So I'm just inviting <laughs> you to open about your trauma right off the bat. I mean, I know why I'm here. No, um, no, that's no, not just why you're here. Of course.
1: But I mean... You know, trauma has a negative connotation. Yeah. But. That's a good point. Learned so much. Anyway, yeah. so how my life has changed. Everything. I mean, just like, should I tell you like the story of what yeah, happened? tell me
0: the story of what happened.
1: Okay. So looking back, I guess I could say that I had a couple symptoms, but at the time, it just felt like, oh, I'm more bloated than normal. I'm more gassy than normal. That's weird. Like, I, I wonder why. But it wasn't like, that's cancer, <gasps> obviously. So it was just a Friday morning. And I woke up with this stabbing pain mm. near my appendix, sort mm, of. Okay. And it would come in a wave. And I would brace myself. And I wouldn't be able to breathe. And then it would completely disappear. Ugh. And I could move and bend and breathe, and I was like, okay. You're like, am I just a like, gassy? Yeah. <laughs> the, am my appendix gonna pop? Yeah. So Sheesh. that I just went through my whole day that way. Just oh like, my god! You I went know. the whole day. I went to work. I got uh. a bikini
0: wax. I, went, uh, I saw a show. You got a bikini wax with cancer, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I, I want to preface this with you were also full time at BuzzFeed right. in the middle of like a dream job yeah. scenario. When you have zero time to be getting a fucking cold, let alone cancer. I
1: don't think there's any good time. But yes, this particularly <laughs> was not a good time. Um, yeah. Interestingly enough, me and Jake, mm-hmm. who I've known since high school. And we you know, dated for like a year and a half and then broke up. And we had just gotten back together. Mm. We had been back together for like a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I personally think that like... I found the right therapist at the right time, and just like, the universe was like, you're going to need help.
0: You're, here's your army. Yeah. So you had Jake, you had a therapist. <laughs> you were ready to go. Yeah.
1: So I went the whole day feeling that way. By 1 a.m., I looked at Jake, and I was like, take me to the fucking Can I curse? Ho- yeah. Girl. Take me to the fucking <laughs> hospital. Um, and within 12 hours, I was in surgery.
0: Holy shit. So tell me about when you got to the hospital. What did they do? What did they say? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, they asked a lot of questions and, you know, sent me into the MRI and whatever. And, like, the word cancer was never yeah. spoken. Um, I guess behind closed doors to my parents and Jake. They were, like...
0: So what, did you call your parents? Yes. How soon?
1: Um, On my way to the ER. Okay. Because my dad is a foot doctor. Oh, wow. And, like, does surgery at the hospital and, like, has, you In know... In L.A.? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. Yeah. But also... <laughs> that means he's there <laughs> got it
1: um, so yeah they met at, They met us at the hospital and mm. they were there um, so
0: behind closed doors the doctors were kind of like well, we should do some tests this could yeah. be a thing yeah
1: yeah and so they basically said we could do this and do that but at the end of the day we should really just like open her up and see what's causing this blockage
0: now where where are they opening what are they telling you What what's going through your head I'm
1: so I was vegan at the time oh congrats and thank you <laughs> at the time at the time i had really not taken care of myself so mm. i was extremely really? anemic oh wow and just i needed like a blood transfusion <gasps> i had like no iron in my body from going vegan yeah and i don't want to make no veganism ve- sounds like veganism is g- gives so you good cancer, but no oh my god i think it slowed down my cancer wow. honestly wow. because they say the tumor had been there like growing for uh-huh. a, a couple years and i truly believe that my veganism slow down the process because meat is carcinogenic we can get into that another time oh my
0: no I want to talk about so what kind of cancer did or when did it come up how did they tell you what was that day
1: so I had the whole surgery I was almost making jokes to friends who would come visit I was like what if it's cancer and they were like it's not cancer you know like you're 20 I wasn't even 26 at the time it was like days before my 26th birthday
0: Jesus
1: and my friends were like shut up
0: yeah, because you're, like, a pretty funny, dark person like me. Like, you're just trying to keep it light. You're like, yeah, what it's cancer? Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and so, you know, fast forward a week or two, and my colon surgeon called, and I was sitting at the kitchen table with Jake and my dad and my mom, and she was like, stage 3B colon cancer was a tumor. is B? I don't know. <laughs>
0: My dad had stage three something, and I literally don't know what it's called. I was like, it was in his belly button, and then it went to his bladder, and that's all I know Uh, what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. It's a lot. Yeah. So I don't want you to, like, have to relive that moment, but I did write down a question where it's like, I feel like cancer. the word cancer, in a weird way, like, everyone has a connection to it in our generation, whether it be, like, someone they know or... Or they see it in in media, but it's the word is definitely a lot more like um, normalized more than it's ever been because it Mm. seems like every day, left and right, something is happening to someone. But you never, what did it feel like to have that word attached to yourself? Honestly, it's probably something
1: that underneath it all, I'm like still grappling with a little because, you know, cancer is like, the punchline of the joke and in a common <laughs> where it's like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Cancer. That's not a well-written joke. But you know what I mean? It's like.
0: <laughs> You're not here to do type st- tight
1: thing. <laughs> Thank God. Um, but that's like worst case right. scenario right. sort of right. thing.
0: It's like, don't Google it because you don't want to get it in your head. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then it like was actually happening. Um, I mean, I just immediately started crying. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you don't want to be a cancer survivor. You know, like, I mean, you don't want to be dead from cancer, sure. obviously, but I don't know. Just
0: uh, I don't know. It does. It almost feels like uh, it didn't feel real. Like, is it something? Is it hard to imagine yourself? saying that a hundred
1: percent like I think it's on my Instagram bio and it like doesn't feel like something I connect with
0: mm. for some reason it's like something that happened to you
1: yes not that it's It's not not a choice I made it's something that happened to me and I feel like it just comes with all of these like I like visual images like I don't want people to picture me Mm traumatized right you know like I don't want this trauma associated with me but at the same time like it's given me the greatest gifts of my life that's so like oh okay uh I don't (laughs) want to go there yet (laughs) um
0: going back to when you found out Mm -hmm. you're with your parents you have your boyfriend Mm -hmm. besides how it affected you how did it affect other people because you are 25 yeah like people aren't supposed to have Cancer period, but right. you're not supposed to have colon cancer when you're 25. Yeah,
1: that's like an old man's disease, literally. Well, th-
0: it, I think that's how people think of it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's like a disease for 86-year-old men. So they were like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> how did this happen? Yeah. Um, You know, one of the first things that I was thinking, actually, that, like, was so hard for me to say out loud was, am I going to die? Oof. And I'm sure that that's the thought that everyone was thinking is like you have this colon surgeon on the phone. They're saying you have cancer and all you want to know is like is it going to – is this the cause of my death and in how long? Ugh. Luckily it wasn't. Um,
0: but it's something you had to think about. Which yeah. is not a thing people ever think about.
1: Yeah. It's normally like so much more abstract. Right. And then all of a sudden it's right in front of you. So honestly, I mean that whole year was such a selfish time.
0: As it should be. Yeah, I don't regret it at all. No, just of course you, know, not. you have to look out for yourself.
1: <laughs> right. So, like, I couldn't really tell you what they were thinking other mm-hmm. than probably, like, my dad is very pragmatic, so he's, he's probably like, what's the next step? Right. Uh-huh. Um, And Jake was just holding my hand. You know, Jake basically said, I don't think of it as cancer or big scary thing. Like, you're sick.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: have a plan. We're going to take care of it.
0: So that's kind of comforting that there's... Versions of that around you. Yeah. Because I don't know how y- you handled it, but I feel like I would panic. I think I just went into like army mode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> well, What's I think, think your brain probably does something, right? It's the same thing of like we were joking about how like we were going to have to talk about trauma, and you said something beautiful of like trauma doesn't always have to be so negative mm-hmm. or so scary. And I think that's really interesting to say because your brain does flip into a certain mode when things happen to protect you. Mm-hmm. And I have to imagine that your brain was probably like, okay, this is what we're up against. You know, I have choices. But mm-hmm. did, did you ever feel like maybe you didn't have control during that time? <sighs> mentally or emotionally? Or? Yeah,
1: I think I probably like buried all of the feelings around it for several months because I just had this like major surgery where they took out eight inches of colon. So I was just focused on feeling okay that day and Mm. like I had so many daily Mm. things that I just needed to get through Mm. that I couldn't even focus on like the bigger trauma of it all you can't
0: think of it in long term Mm -mm. it becomes overwhelming yeah I love that wake up and like how's today gonna go Mm -hmm. I think that's a weirdly very mindful yeah like it's almost like let me focus on what I have today and what I'm thinking about today and who I'm interacting with and it
1: was good in that sense but then also my therapist was like you need to like understand what you've been through. Talk
0: to me about your new therapist, and then you come in, and you're like, I got one for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I just had to text her and say, I'm not going to be in for a little while, because I'm, you know, there was just no room for it, which is kind of weird, because like, you'd think that like you need to make room for that. (laughs) Right, right. But there really wasn't, and that's fine. But um,
0: I mean, it was integral in the healing process. Yeah. And so when did you start going back to therapy? probably after like a month. Mm. Mm-hmm. And was that helpful? Would you like recommend that? <laughs> Would you give it five yes. stars?
1: Five stars to therapy. It's so hard to. I saw this beautiful image that represents therapy yesterday. And it's like this girl on one side of the couch and her thought bubble has like all these different colored strings all in a mess. And then the therapist has a thought bubble and all the strings are just like In perfect little balls, you know, so
0: it's sort of like helping you untangle and pull that those colors apart from each other mm -hmm. to say, like, what can we look at what's happening here? Yeah, yeah, so that's really beautiful. Did you feel like, um, I have to imagine that this was a very like emotional process, and did you have an outlet for that on days when days were like rough if it wasn't therapy? Yeah, I mean.
1: I feel so, like, cheesy saying it, but, like, Jake saved my life.
0: Oh, your boy.
1: Yeah. What
0: do What do you mean by that?
1: He was there every moment, and he's... Sorry, this isn't fun to listen to when someone's no. just like,
0: I don't know. No, no, <laughs> it, it's real. This is real. This yeah. Is what hap- yeah, this is your life. A
1: lot of it was, like, I wake up in the middle of the night in intense pain, and... I have to wake him up and he's there just to, like, he's asleep like this and he's just rubbing my back because the only thing to quiet my mind is, like, a touch physically somewhere. To scratch your back been well a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. He's been touching me for, like, a year. (laughs)
0: Like, just straight. Yeah. And he never complained or got tired or exhausted or...
1: I remember when we went to the oncologist for the first time to talk about... This is exactly the kind of tumor you had. This is what we're going to do with you. We left the office and keep in mind, we had just gotten back together. Right. And I looked at him. I looked at him and I said, are you going to stay with me? And he said, are you going to stay with me?
0: What, did he think he was going to bucket list your ass or something and fucking leave? <laughs> so that just goes to show. And I mean, I must, guy. you guys are still together. So yeah. that conversation, I mean, it, it's, it's a scary thing to think about where you have to give someone a choice. Like, are you ready to do this with me? Because mm-hmm. cancer isn't just happening to you. It's happening to everybody, yeah. your friends, your family. Cancer happened to him,
1: I would say equally, just in a different way.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. What about work? So how and when did you decide to tell your job? Because our job, ours, I only work there (laughs) part-time, is very demanding. I mean, long hours, physical labor, creative, mental. It really is your whole life when you're there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what was that like, you know, being this up-and-coming, badass rock star producer and then having to say, hold on a second, got to take care of myself? Yeah,
1: that was definitely one of the hardest parts because you – I didn't really realize how much my job was a part of my identity mm. until I didn't have it anymore. Mm. And then you're sitting around and you just feel so worthless you, and you're it like it gives you a
0: purpose. Yes,
1: it gives every you day purpose. To get totally. Up. So when I'm just sitting around and I'm in pain and I can't really move and I'm not doing anything creative like what am I here for? What am I mm. good for? And mm-hmm. it just like starts <laughs> this ruminating whole, totally. Yeah, this whole process. So I really had to like Not only was I accepting this new identity as someone with cancer, Mm -hmm. but who am I without my job and how much of me is my job and how much does that matter? And like if I wasn't doing that and I was doing something else, you know, like who – what parts of me are me and what parts of me are just
0: like given to me by chance? by like environmental standards. Mm -hmm. So did you do a phone call? Did you go in? Were you talking to, you know, your boss or or coworkers? Like were you – Worried about people finding out because I remember I still worked there when it when you were going through it and I don't think I found out until you posted on Facebook mm-hmm. and then I was like what the <laughs> fuck I didn't even realize you had been gone for that long you know yeah.
1: like I think after the surgery
0: and hearing that
1: I had cancer I had I, cancer. <laughs> I emailed my HR person and was just like hey what's up this is oh. happening if they could not have been nicer nicer. or more accommodating. I mean, props to BuzzFeed up and down because... I was, like, still getting PTO. Mm. All of it was just considered sick time, and oh, it's wow. unlimited. That's incredible. So when I came back to work, I had
0: a lot of PTO. <laughs> <laughs> so do you still have it? Yeah. Are you going to, like, take a fucking vacation? Oh, girl, I've been vacationing uh, ah. for months. Well, you you des- I think the universe gave you that. Much. Yeah, yeah. So you talked a lot about uh, the days you didn't have work, um, and when did you decide – talk to me about the decision to do – chemo and the decision to to treat?
1: OK, well, that wasn't a decision made by me. Mm. So the deal is you really only get radiation if there's like a tumor inside of you that they need to shrink or make go away, right. hopefully, completely. Um, and they just... Cleanly, luckily, completely
0: cut mine out. So the margins were safe, is what they call it. Correct, clear margins. And are they testing like your lymph nodes and shit, your blood? Like, do they go through and do a full ass? So they do.
1: They do a body scan, Mm -hmm. but you can't see what's microscopic. Right, right. So you still have to get chemo to kill whatever ah, might potentially be swimming around. Shit. So when you when you asked in the beginning like how long have you been in remission? It's, it's like, like you well, don't fucking know. They took
0: the tumor out, so like the day I went to the hospital but sort of not too. Right, cuz it it's also going to be a lifelong process with you, I imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah, just always being more careful and right. like getting more scans. The thing is, here's something very interesting. So for someone my – sorry, I'm turning my phone no, over. First, making no, a noise. No, please. No. <laughs> Go for it. Um, you know, for someone my age, it's very bizarre to have cancer in the first place and then to have, like, this old man cancer.
0: <laughs> I love that you're calling it <laughs>
1: old man cancer. <laughs> That's what we will
0: refer to it from young <laughs> Your old man cancer. Yes, my old man cancer. Good friends. Um, what was I saying? Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no. You were no, talking about the decision time. to do chemo, but then you said, oh, here's something very oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. When you know, you're your age, when yes. you're getting old man cancer. so.
1: They, they would fully expect for that to be genetic. Oh. To be in your genes somehow. Holy shit. Yeah. Thanks, so, mom dad. Yeah. So I had this whole blood test thing done. And shockingly, it came back as sporadic. What the fuck does that mean? So for me, it was a relief. But I can understand how it wouldn't be. It basically means, like, it just fucking happened. Wow. Like, something went wrong. A cell got sick. And it just happened,
0: so it wasn't mom and dad. It wasn't mom and dad. Thanks, mom and dad.
1: (laughs) But that also means if it were genetic, you know, lots of let's say it was breast cancer, that has implications for like your uterus and your ovaries, and it's like it's a lot more
0: right. No, we don't know words on this podcast. I say them the (laughs) wrong. That's a word now?
1: Um, So to hear it was sporadic, I was like. I don't technically need to definitely worry about any other thing getting cancer. Right, right. You know?
0: Right. right. It was just like that one area and they take it out and it's like, okay, you're good. But for safety, we're going to fucking comb you and do the chemo.
1: Yeah. So chemo was six months. And you said it wasn't your decision. What do you mean? No. because...
0: Sorry, bubbly water. (laughs) Okay, sorry. That's disgusting.
1: At the end of the day, I could have opted out. Hmm. But No. 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 Absolutely not. Because it's either take the risk and get cancer again later or have probably the worst six months of your life and be like,
0: you are clear. Yeah. And then afterwards, you're kind of seeing, like, the light at the end of the tunnel, whereas if you were to opt out and – you're just kind of living in fear, like what if yeah. it's still in there somewhere? Yeah. So you were like, Fucking sign me up, yeah. I was okay. like, Let's do it. And so then, what how does tell me about that process? Because I yeah. remember you also made a video which everyone should go watch um, on BuzzFeed. What was the title?
1: The hair one
0: or the no, other one? Well, both actually. Tell us a little bit about both. Uh,
1: the hair one is what it feels like to lose your hair at 26 or something, mm-hmm. and the other one is just I got. Cancer at twenty
0: six. Yeah, and so tell me a little bit about the hair because I think that's what everyone thinks of when they think about chemo is like Mm -hmm. you're gonna be sick, you're gonna lose your hair, you're gonna hate everything, yeah, for a while. Yeah, mostly (laughs) all accurate. (laughs) I imagine. How do you how do you fucking mentally prep walking into basically like a storm? (sighs) To a certain extent, you don't, Mm. and you just accept that. Like you know, the
1: same way that cancer just like happens to you. I mean, at that point, like you're partially just so defeated and you're you're partially like you just have this understanding that you don't plan for life mm. like you can make plans and like that's cute but at the end <laughs> of the day you don't really have a say right you don't have the control over what's happening to absolutely you, right? none so and everything up to chemo had been oh man calcium had been <sighs> such a fucking mess like First, I had to go into colon surgery, and then they found out that my iron was low. So then they tried to get my iron up, but turns out I'm allergic to IV iron, so I had a seizure. Oh my, what? And then, because chemo might affect your ovaries, I had to get my eggs frozen, so that's weeks of hormone shots. Oh my god.
0: I did not know all of this. I
1: blocked it out, too, until this moment. Like, it
0: just devolved. You got your eggs frozen? That's already, like, an insane process. Yeah. So you're doing that right after you had colon surgery. Mm-hmm. And then I have to get the port placed right. for chemo. You're showing so that's another scar over your breastplate right yeah. now, which is that's where they put a device where that you wear 24-7 that's pumping chemo.
1: Not exactly. Not exactly. So the port is like a little thing that goes under your skin so that. Oh, um,
0: they like plug you in. They plug like a in cell phone to the chemo. Yeah. Just like, You're
1: ready, get <laughs> <juice."> <laughs> I called myself
0: the Borg for those familiar <laughs> with Star Trek. Fair, fair enough. So tell me a little bit about I know we keep, I keep asking like, how the fuck did you do this? And right. you're like, I just did it. No, but no, like, there's more, yeah. To hear that you're, you had to get your eggs frozen. To hear about all the iron. That you had a seizure. Like, those are just hits that keep coming. Mm-hmm. And where did you find that like, I, I, I'm trying to boil it down to the barest bones of like, did you just have to choose like, I'm either going to fucking survive or I'm, Giving up. Yeah. And at that point, at least for me, like,
1: that's why people always say, oh, you never know how strong you are until you have to just do it. And like, it's true because the choices are roll over and die mm. or
0: don't. Did you ever feel like rolling over or were you, was that not even a fucking question? No,
1: you? 100%. Wow. It's funny because people are like, oh, like, you're so strong and you're handling this so well. But like, Of course, I I never got so depressed or anything like that that, like, I made any plans, but oh, there were absolutely nights when I was on the floor, just like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. You're fucking sick of it. Yeah. Like, you feel like a science project mm -hmm. and, like, it just doesn't feel worth it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I would rather, you know, being that close to death made me realize Mm -hmm. I would rather be in pain than feel absolutely nothing. Oof. Damn. And I don't want that to like come off insensitively. Like I don't want Oh no,
0: absolutely not.
1: Like people who are really struggling with depression right now, like if I were in a depressive state, I'd sort of be like fuck you. You, <laughs> you would you rather know?
0: be depressed and alive than dead. Right, at the end of the right. day. Like you me, would yeah. rather kind of suffer through this. Did... I'm like this is life. Right.
1: Like it fucking sometimes it sucks. It sucks and it's hard and it hits you in the face. But like, I'm doing it.
0: Did you ever feel like those days when you were on the floor, were you ever in your head thinking, when this is fucking over, I'm going to Paris, I'm fucking (laughs) doing anal, I'm fucking, did you ever like, I don't know why that was my two bucket list (laughs) items. I've been to Paris and I've done anal. Uh, Did you ever, like, bucket list in your head things of, like, when this is over, I'm going to fucking live? Or did you try and in those moments be like, I'm going to start living today? Or were you just like, I'm too fucking tired to do that Yeah,
1: there was absolutely no room for thinking about any moment farther than that one. Mm. I was like, am I going to be able to inhale Mm. after this
0: exhale? And if so, awesome. (laughs) Make it through that step. Come for the next thing when it comes. Yeah. So, I want to get to. Um, okay, let me ask, like, sort of a more medical question. Did you learn more about anything with healthcare and insurance? Was there ever, like, an inf- You just, like, rolled your eyes so hard. <laughs> Was there ever, like, did you get to experience? Tell me about your experience with the healthcare system and insurance.
1: I wish I had more to say. Mm. I'm very lucky in the oh, sense that. Oh, you're
0: 27, not 27 yet. Were you still on your parents' insurance?
1: No, I was oh. on BuzzFeed's insurance because oh, well, they have great. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> right. um, and you know,
1: because my parents like live right here, and my dad's a doctor, like they just took care of took care most of it. Yeah, they were
0: just like, we don't want you to have to think about it. Right. We I mean, I will it. tell you, like the bills,
1: they never, they never stop, and they make it so fucking hard, impossible. They make it impos. They do not want you to win. You're mm-hmm. not crazy. You know, you're not like. How is this happening? Like, it's 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 difficult because they have made it that way.
0: And you hear those stories about people all, all the time that are like, my mom died because of, can not because of cancer, but because the the system failed her. Mm-hmm. Like, we actively, like you're saying, don't want people to get better. Especially for people of it. color. Like, right. if I went
1: to that ER and I wasn't white in the way I look, like, I might not doctor have been taken right. seriously.
0: Right. No, that you're totally right, especially when it has anything to do with the lower area mm-hmm. or, or whatnot um well that's i'm glad yeah that, that that you had that resource like i said i think the universe probably was kind of like we'll give you one there yeah <laughs> um when you publicly came out and talked about how you were sick did any buddy change did you know an ex reach out did uh where people just like way nicer to you and you're kind of like, fuck you. You're only nice to me because I have fucking cancer. Or like, how, were, how was the public reaction?
1: Um, I can't say that anyone like super interesting came out of the woodwork. <laughs> um, definitely like people from like every single part of my life, people I haven't talked to in years and years and years just to show their support and mm-hmm. say like, way to fucking go yeah. and like I'm praying for you you're in my thoughts whatever mm-hmm. not whatever that's very nice <laughs> <laughs> no I mean I, I kind of rolled my eyes when said that. I was like yeah, okay
0: I'm like it's a nice it's a nice <laughs> thought, it's a, it's a nice thought. Yeah. their intention was well <laughs> yes <laughs> um so do you feel that having people say I'm praying for you or I'm wishing you well through Facebook resonate did it give you the uh the cheerleading squad you were kind of looking for?
1: I don't mean... I'm not trying to shit on them. Like, if, if <laughs> you're someone who sees an acquaintance on Facebook say they got cancer, like, say Fucking thoughts send and prayers. send them a
0: motherfucking smile. Yeah, send them a smile.
1: But I think at the end of the day, it makes them feel more better than it made me Ooh, feel. Oh TTT. <laughs> I think, you know, they're trying to quell their
0: own. Right, right. Whatever. Well, so did you have any weird, like... I guess I... As someone who would, like, see that and a friend going through that, I would feel weird being like Mm -hmm. I don't know what the fuck to say I don't know you're kind of like you just want people to treat you normal yeah or did you kind of want like no I've got motherfucking cancer (laughs) fucking carry me to like bring me ice cream (laughs) like did you
1: I think I felt so science projecty in every other part of my life that like like a family friend sent me a Sephora gift card and was like I know that during these times like all you want is to feel normal. And mm. that was like the best gift I got. Mm. Like the socks that say strength on them are really uh, nice. <laughs> it's a nice thought I wear them to the gym. No. But someone gives you strength socks. Yes.
0: <laughs> Fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah, I, I just wanted to feel fucking normal. And something that I actually heard recently that really resonated with me was sometimes people hesitate to say something. To someone with a trauma like I'm so sorry that this person just passed away or like mm-hmm. how are you feeling because like oh you don't want to remind them and bring it up mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like there is no reminding a person. Mm-hmm. It's always, always there. there. Wow. You can't remind me that it happened. Right. Sometimes I'm like I don't feel like fucking talking about this Susan. I know you got leukemia and you lost all your hair <laughs> but I'm just trying to take wedding pictures. i no know, not
0: fucking wedding lady. You don't need to connect with me <laughs> on a goddamn level like this isn't a right. club. This isn't a the C club and it's not the time to meet. C club. Cancer club. My oh. dad always said that because he, after he, he's been in remission for I think five years now. Mm. He had his bladder and something else removed, so he has like a hostectomy bag. And, okay, and, uh-huh. you know, like his lifestyle changed dramatically, and and um, yeah, it was tough, but he always called it the C Club because after he was in remission he would go back to the hospital that, you know, essentially saved his life and Mm -hmm. and talk with young people. And he would teach a class on, like, you know, your life's going to be different now that you have a bag of piss and shit hanging off of your hip. Like, here's, like, five steps to, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to go to the beach or whatever. So did you ever find cancer community when you were sick or were you kind of like – I'm not trying to identify with that yet. Or do you think maybe it'll come in time or?
1: What a good, well-timed question.
0: <laughs> I think at the time I did,
1: like I was just trying to bolster myself and put myself together and I just kind of lived like this. For those just listening, I have my hands all around <laughs> like my head. in a bubble. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, Jake was like, the person who I relied on the most and like that was enough and I was just trying to keep it together um I went to a cancer support group once mm. but I, I didn't want I didn't want to be that person I didn't want to be that person and also it was just a really far drive <laughs> but Which in LA
0: that'll <laughs> end it for you yeah
1: but uh in around a month I'm going to Colorado to go on a rock climbing trip with young cancer survivors no way! so I'm hoping to like Uncover some pieces that haven't been quite resolved
0: yet. Yeah, because it's still so fresh. Yeah. It's it's still like you said, it's it's like hard to even use the word remission. Mm -hmm. But but finding people your age that have gone through something like this, like I think yeah, maybe now that you're a little bit out of the woods or like a a more out of the woods than you were on March thirty first, (laughs) twenty eighteen, there's you have to find your your people to to uncover a little bit of like what you've been through and kind of be like
1: Of course, like, trauma has different effects on different people, and I think we can all learn something beautiful from certain traumas and whatever, whatever, Mm -hmm. but people who, like, face their mortality at a young age and that kind of trauma just, like, has a different Mm -hmm. effect on a person. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to be around people who have have that
0: same new perspective. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. I I do want to ask about the... The mental shift. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple of like fan questions. Oh, here we go. So Sydney wanted to say, uh, "I beat cancer at age ten, and now I'm 22. My question is what." is an unexpected side effect of having beating cancer on your mental and emotional development. I know for me, it has entirely changed my outlook on life and is something I truthfully have had some intense therapeutic discussions about. I hope this all makes sense. Mental health is a huge thing, and mental development is something I think is majorly overlooked in the mass, in the aftermath of having a possible terminal illness.
1: Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense, Sydney.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Um, are you going to edit that out? No, the, this <clears throat> is confidently secure. The podcast, we're absolutely <laughs> sure we don't know everything. This is raw and yeah. real, baby. I don't clear my throat. Um, <laughs> I'm a regular person. <laughs> no, that
1: makes perfect sense. Um, something unexpected. Sometimes I can feel my life happening. Whoa. I just got chills when you said that. <laughs> like, I'll be in the car driving like, to the gym, somewhere, whatever. And I'm just like, This is your life. Oh, Like, it's not happening. It's not happening in the past. It's not happening in the future, because that's not guaranteed. But this is it right now. Like, this moment, you're breathing, and you're alive, and it's happening. And it just makes you so fucking grateful. Wow. Because even when I'm having the shittiest day, if I can get myself in the right place to forget
0: it all for a moment, I can go, at least you're having a day. Wow that is fucking beautiful and even if it's it's just being aware i think we all get so caught up in just the fucking shit of daily life that someone is capable of reaching that who hasn't maybe gone through what you've gone through but it's amplified and sort of brightened when you're faced like what you said with your mortality mm-hmm. and I I hope whoever is listening to this right now just kind of t- can can try and resonate with a moment like that because I think that that's so important to slow down and and take that in and really drink that up as much as you possibly can. Slow down but also
1: wake up. Ooh. You know? No more naps. You can nap. <laughs> <laughs> but like Oh, I just want to shake people and be Ugh. like stop being complacent. Stop waiting. Mm. Stop waiting mm. because when the end of your life is potentially right in front of you, you realize you, you, what what did, what did I what was I waiting for? Tomorrow wasn't guaranteed, you know? Like oh, those just sound like words, but like no, when no, you doesn't. really feel it like I just I just I wish and I hope that people don't have to go through something so traumatic to feel what yes, I mean. that's what I mean. When I say yes. life is happening
0: now. So did you – do you wake up and, like, colors are brighter and, like, <laughs> a song sort of plays in the background when your alarm goes off or or do you still – you know, do you still have those hard times? I mean, I, I'm answering the question for you. Like, of course, like, you don't wake up with sunshine <laughs> and roses. But but, do you feel changed in that, like, you're actively choosing to to live with more love or more kindness or more intention or, or emotionally? How have you changed?
1: Sometimes I feel a little guilty because... There are big swaths of me that like are still the me from before, yeah. you know? I feel like something like this like should have changed me completely no. and I wake up at 5 every oh morning my or God, something. No. But like I don't. Like I'm still me. It's yeah. just in moments it's different. Mm. And I think overall like just, It's a good thing and a bad thing because when you feel the pressure of, like, how important your life is and how important Mm -hmm. your life decisions are, like, all of a sudden I feel like I look at my whole life in front of me in my mind, which is hilarious. Like, (laughs) I have any idea of how much of my life is in front of me?
0: No, but kind (laughs) of.
1: Kind of exciting, kind of scary. And I think about, like, what are you going to do with your second chance, you know? and that's a lot of pressure. It's very—it's it freeing, but it's a lot of pressure. It's like you
0: can do—you like, can do anything. There are no yeah, rules. Yeah, because now people are going to expect you to like quit your job, move to Bali, which I like, thought about. Yeah, do not you, Bali, but oh, yeah. Okay. Where, 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 what's on your market list? Like, what do you? How do you handle that pressure? Because that's such a good point. Where it's like. I think I I can relate a little bit to that with um, depression that I've gone through where I have survived, you know, I'm still surviving it and I feel guilty about the days when I do sleep until 10 and 11 and I'm like, no, like you have to take care of yourself in order to go do the Bali trip. Mm -hmm. Like if today's a bad day, like I guess I just am kind of fucking sick of people who walk around all the time with sunshines and smiles coming out of their ass, but um, do you feel like uh, how do you balance that pressure of like you've been given us a green pass, you've been given a second chance, <laughs> fucking live your life versus like yeah, I had a shitty day today, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna also allow myself to just kind of wallow in that or you know something that has nothing to do with cancer, just let me be myself for right. a little bit. I think I just remind myself that like
1: yes, as important as it is to like grab life by the balls and do it all <laughs> now, like life still takes time mm-hmm. and. Like, you, you just, you just, you have to let it ride, you know? Like, half of me feels like, you gotta go. Yeah. And the other half of me is like, but don't be
0: brash. Mm. Is that a word? I, absolutely. I just dis- use it to describe myself all the time. <laughs> but brash. Brash. Rash. No, don't rash make is. Make a rash decision. But also, brash is like bold and brazen. Oh, well, that's brash. not really what I meant. Oh. Don't make a rash decision? Yeah. Yeah. Like like life takes time. Decisions take time. Like
1: part of me me wants to sell everything I own and move (laughs) into a tiny home. I shit you not. I've watched so many tiny home videos. (laughs) They're cool. It's like living in a treehouse. And just like escape and start over. And like when you feel like you have a second chance and you have all these opportunities, I'm like so overwhelmed by all the options i'm like there are so many people that i want to be and so many mm. lives i want to live mm. i keep, no, I keep that's bumping why into here. the mic thing because i'm getting excited and leaning forward no it's what it's here for um so that yeah i know i keep saying like that's why it's so
0: overwhelming and you're like but how do you
1: deal with it no, i'm like no, i no.
0: don't no i that's <laughs> literally what i wanted out of this episode because i i can only imagine i can't put myself in those shoes of of what being given, quote unquote, a second chance is. But I I think there's something, like you said, you wish people could listen to this and not have to go through what you go through to still experience that brightness, that whatever, that that feeling of feeling alive and taking chances. But don't be fucking stupid. Like, (laughs) if you're broke and you still need to work and, like, you know, you don't need to mend that broken relationship, like, don't do it. I'm
1: talking about the stuff that, like, has been sitting in the attic of your mind for mm -hmm. a year and you're like... But I just don't have the this or the that. It's like, no, nah, you fucking do. <laughs>
0: just do it. I want to talk to you a little bit about your hair because you mm. have done so much content around it before pre-cancer. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say pre-cancer, but uh, why pre-cancer? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. yeah. It's, it, does it feel like you, there's two parts of your life, pre and post cancer? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fuck it. Pre-cancer, <laughs> you did so much content around your hair, and then I don't want to say post, but like during your journey now, you've also done some content about your experimentation with wigs she's wearing i wish if you're not watching this just go to <laughs> youtube.com so you can see this gorge piece you have she on got today. what's her name do you name I your wigs this,
1: i normally do this one doesn't yeah. have a name
0: okay whatever yeah. just think something to think about um tell me about that process because yeah. your identity you had to detach a whole from other your hair. part of my identity uh-huh. was like you have this gorgeous curly brown uh curl locks uh thick Brazen bold. More adjectives. Yeah, I'm like running out of. I'm like, how do I describe hair? Uh, But I remember I actually had run into you at a Halloween party. I think it was last year. Yes. And we're standing in a circle and I'm looking around and I say hi to everyone and I kind of like skip over you because I'm like, oh, I don't know who that person is. And they were like, hey, it's me. And I was like, oh my fucking God. I had just. I had never focused on just your face. I had always known you by your curls, mm-hmm. and then I felt like a fucking asshole because <laughs> I did that thing that you don't want to happen when you have cancer. But like, tell me a little bit about that process and and how it's changed you and how it maybe it has or hasn't. Sure,
1: helped. definitely has. Um, you know, I grew up with hair that like didn't fit into the societal beauty standard, and took me. Oh man, timing is so hilarious <laughs> in life. It took me 25 years to figure out what to do with it and how Mm, to love it. it, Manage it, yeah. And I had (laughs) just – the last video I filmed before chemo (laughs) or before my diagnosis was a curly hair tutorial Yep. with like different people with different kinds of curly hair Um, because I just wanted other people to love their hair and it took me so long to accept mine. You're like, okay, I love you hair. And cue act three. (laughs) Exactly. And like a year before my diagnosis, I had made a whole video where I wore a bald cap for a day Mm because I just wanted to see how I look bald. It was amazing. And in the video, I say like, how much of me is my hair? How much of my femininity and identity Mm -hmm. is tied to my hair? Questioning all these things. Little did I know a year later, I would be forced to actually understand the answer to those questions. Um, I shit you not, around the same time, I was threatening my mom to shave my head. I was like, I just want to shave my head. She was like, this is what she did. She went, please don't. <laughs> she mom the fuck out Very of you. Very serious. She mom the fuck out of you. And then a year later, I had no choice. So my hair started falling out before chemo even started. Oh, wow. Just from stress and trauma. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I don't think we think about that. Yeah,
0: yeah. a symptom.
1: Yeah, definitely. I didn't, yeah, I don't think, I really don't even to this day, like give enough weight to how traumatized and stressed I was. And then I think about like, your hair fell out of your head, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So that was happening. And I think for maybe three-ish months, it was enough and I just tried to hide it and Mm -hmm. style it this way and that. Oh, and I remember one day I got out of the shower and my hair was all wet and I looked in the mirror And I was going to have to, like, go out in public that day. And I was just like, you just don't look like you anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, this whole part of you is gone. Like, Mm -hmm. people, like you just said, like, you're the curly hair girl. Like, Mm -hmm. do you know Megan? She's the one. She's the curly hair.
0: You'll notice her from behind. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's the identifying factor. So when that's gone, you're facing again. Mm -hmm. Then how much of me is me? Mm -hmm. So... I'm an Aries very (laughs) impulsive (laughs) so I came home one day and I looked at Jake and I said I want to shave my hair tonight fuck it we're doing it (laughs) and he was stoned and very scared and was like this is a lot to handle um but we did it he shaved my head for me and it was not hard and wow I'm blessed with a good head shape I'm yeah, not gonna lie. holy shit! You
0: <laughs> rock it when you don't have your wigs on. I'm like, bitch, go off. You should have You should have done the shaved head. You could. You totally can. Thank you. So, when you went to play with wigs for the first time, were you excited, nervous? Like, now you have so much mm-hmm. ability to play. Like, is this something? Are you trying to grow your hair back out? Are you? Are you like? Is this the new you?
1: Um. Yeah, it's all the new me. I think when I first started looking at wigs. <laughs> It wasn't even – did I still have hair? I think I did when I, first, when I got my first wig. I, it wasn't even necessarily to, like, oh, I just need to cover this up. I feel so bad. It was more out of, like, you know what? Like, I have this whole new world open to me. And, like, let's, like, explore Embrace this it. whole – yeah. Um, and at first I was trying on wigs that, like, replicated my old hair. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: which – didn't
1: work? No. I do have one that looks like male hair and mm-hmm. I like it a lot, but it just, it, it felt shameful. It mm. it, it was—it felt like I was ashamed. Mm. And so it didn't feel right. And so then when I tried on like the bright purple one with the dark roots, yeah. I was like, Fuck this
0: yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this all is. Who. Automatically your whole demeanor changes. Truly. Like, yeah. It's like a personality a little yeah. bit. Yeah.
1: So ever since then, I have like 10 wigs and yeah. they're all a different personality. I'm, I'm not trying to grow out my hair long cuz i do really like it short yeah. so i'm just like playing with different styles as it grows yeah. out yeah okay it's, it's very cute you pull you. it off
0: well Thanks. um i want to go into some fan questions uh, Casey wants to know your opinion on Hollywood glorifying or not glorifying cancer with romance movies. <laughs> mm, that's interesting. Did you watch any when you were going through it or Definitely had you not. seen some prior?
1: I did not need more cancer content in my life. I had quite <laughs> enough. I had my own novella going on. Got it, yeah. Um, I've honestly never thought about that. I'm trying to think if I were to sit down and watch a movie where some girl oh. has cancer. And this guy, like, falls in love with taking care of her. I'd probably just laugh mm. because it just doesn't do any justice to the pain that everyone experiences. Mm. And, like, yes, beautiful things can come out of trauma, and they have. But I wouldn't, like, wish that on anyone because right. you might come out with a new perspective, though, you know? Right. like
0: right. And I think in a weird way, like by trying to normalize it, it does get glorified a little bit. Totally. Because it's Hollywood and because you have to add a story to it where as like, would someone want to just watch the real raw mm-hmm. truth? Yes, of course, there's beauty in that. But, you know, does everyone look like a fucking Asos model with like a chiseled <laughs> chin? No, I'm sure it's not as beautiful as the movies make it out to be. Totally. So so would you watch like The Fault in Our Stars?
1: Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, such a good movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, yeah, John Green kind of did uh, a cute little, a little tale there. It would be
1: interesting to watch it after everything yeah. I've been through. Okay, yeah. interesting.
0: Um, Cassie wants to know, Did we have so many Cassie? We have like a Casey. Cassie, a Casey, yeah. and a Sydney. Um, what was the most unexpected moment in your journey? I guess it could be positive, negative. The most unexpected moment. Moment one moment you're like "Bitches, all a blur did I you not know. hear all this shit i just went through
1: um maybe probably maybe probably
0: no i love that that's my next podcast <laughs> maybe probably, probably. probably where i'm not sure but probably <laughs> i love that. you can have it okay great thank you
1: <laughs> um probably how close it brought my family together i think oh. i saw a side to my brother that oh, i never have i didn't
0: even think about that because she just he? gets real
1: he's 30 oh okay
0: yeah and not
1: you know a super lovey, demonstrative, in touch with his emotions kind of guy. And it's, God, it's so ironic because I remember wishing all these things, like, I wish that we were closer. And, like, Mm. well, bitch, you got closer. You had to get cancer to get it. Wow. And, like, I wish my dad would open up more. Well, like, he opens up more now,
0: but, you know. it—it what it took is kind of, like, you wouldn't ever wish that on your worst enemy. Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know, your worst enemy? No. (laughs) No. No. Last question I wanna ask, uh, how will your life be different moving forward? I think we talked a little bit about like how you're kind of finding your community a little bit and it's hard to say you're in remission because you are so fresh out the gate. I wouldn't even say out the gate. You're just so fresh off the experience. Mm-hmm. How will your life be different moving forward medically, emotionally, and physically? I mean, you have like physical scars from things. You're, mm-hmm. How are you going to be different moving forward in your life? I don't big question
1: (laughs) I don't love to admit this but it is the reality that I wish I could say that I have no sense of like fear about Mm. the future you know like oh this just really woke me up and I'm just gonna move forward like no like there's a big part of me I'll say this (laughs) also ironic before my diagnosis, I made this whole series of videos about completing your bucket list. Mm,
0: you did. Mm-hmm. I, th- Dude, what the fuck is the universe doing to I you? I need to be careful what videos I make. <laughs> I swear. Dead ass. Yeah.
1: So, you know, all these videos about like you never know how much time you have left live life now. And looking back, I know that I made those out of fear. It was less like, how exciting, like, guys, like, you got to go do it. And it was more like oh, my God, you don't know when you're going to die. And I wish I could say that that was completely not the case anymore, Mm. but it isn't. Like, I'm still scared. And I think at least for a while I'll still do things out of fear. Mm. But I'm working and hoping and trying to get to a place where it's not out of fear and it's just out of liberation. Because cancer taught me that you don't have a lot of choices. You know?
0: (laughs) So you're fucking... (laughs) Stuck with what you got. Yeah.
1: And, like, yeah. you don't have any control, really, mm. is what I mean. Less choices and more, like, there's not a lot of control. So, like, mm. I think it'll take me less time mm. to make moves. I think just all of the little parts of my life, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, a new bucket list series, actually. I'm trying to, like, formulate a new, like, after this whole experience. Yeah. And I've been sitting making a list of what's on my new bucket list, wow, you know, Wow, after... how different
0: is it? Very? It is. You writing a children's book? Yes. Are you trying to get it published? I'm trying. Okay. Any publishers out there? (laughs) Megan wrote an incredible children's book. Thank you.
1: But I realized that, like, the things that used to be on my list, like swimming with sharks and those things, like, that would be cool. But at the end of the day, what I appreciate is, like, making dinner with Jake. Oh like what's the best part of my day catching up with my dad on the phone oh like I wrote this list out for this new video series and I'm like this isn't much of a a video series because what you start to appreciate is just Mm. like the little bits of life with the people who mean the most of you with the most to you and
0: of you I mean I fucked up that really sincere moment no it was really beautiful (laughs) I I was that was oh oh, it's so raw you know, like I wasn't sure how this was going to go, and I didn't want to be this like, like Pinterest quotey like <laughs> sad cry. I wanted it to That's be my brand, <laughs> yeah, right. I wanted it to be like a little bit raw and fucked up and emotional because I, the, what you went through is fucked up and raw mm-hmm. and emotional. And I, again, I don't want to like shower you with compliments, but. Oh, go ahead. I didn't see. I didn't see the shitty things. I didn't see the like gross parts. I've only seen what you've put out publicly and when I've seen you in public, and the energy you are able to give. So fresh out of what you've been through. See, this is what I hate because look at you. You're like yeah. No, no. <laughs> I just I don't know what face to put no. on. Because <laughs> like I, you don't want to sit here and compliment someone who's like gone through something traumatic and be like you're special. But like you are Thank right. You. Like it's it's very inspiring and and I think a lot of people who listen to this. Are in a weird way, how you said, like wake the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think those moments are so important, and and being mindful of your life is so important, especially people our age and what we're going through. So I just want to say, you're a bad bitch, and I love you, <laughs> and thank you for sharing your story, and we'll we'll all be waiting to hear what's next for you. Thank you, thank you for giving me the space to oh my God. share. Of course, I hope it wasn't too dramatic.
1: No, not at all. Dramatic. Again, you can't remind me. Like it's all here, you know. I, hope I, I love wasn't, talking. Like, Tell me it. your brain
0: <laughs> as I prod you with this iron <laughs> fucking stick. Um, can you also plug where people can find you in case they just want to, like, show their love or watch your content? Because I think it's so important and impactful.
1: Thank you. Uh, you can find me at Megan, un-
0: <laughs> Megan underscore Boykoff. Is there an H? No. The right way. Okay, so Instagram, Megan underscore cough, and then on BuzzFeed, just...
1: I don't know how you, I don't know if anyone can find people on BuzzFeed.
0: Search cancer (laughs) and not the ones that say BuzzFeed is cancer, but the cancer content.
1: Anything cancer.
0: She's your girl. All right. Thanks, Megan. Thank you.